Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 338. Lynn's is here with me, and we uh, talk about some books this week. I wonder if there's ever going to be anyone else but me here with you. <laughs> you know, time... It's just us. It's always yeah. just us. <laughs> but I like introducing my co-host. That's fine. Thanks. I'm here. Next time, I'm just going to be like, I'm going to start talking about me and <laughs> fuck this other person in the room. Uh, we got into the Superior Octopus, number one. I talked about some The Max and Batman crossing mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. Also talked about some of the Infinity Wars. Yeah. And then we, we got into a shit ton of news from New York Comic Con. I feel like we didn't even scratch the surface on I news. Know. I Because you know. know what took up a big chunk is the Venom movie. Yeah. We oh, talked a lot about Venom. We did talk about Venom a lot. Uh, yeah, long story to- short. <laughs> oh my god, that should be the title. <laughs> uh, so with that, uh, grab uh, something to drink and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 338, The Superior Podcast. trying to say sometimes i just feel like starting off this are you ready kids oh. aye aye captain we might get sued for that <laughs> oh <laughs> who lives in an avocado under the sea there we changed it you can't sue us now <laughs> young millennials they put it on toast and butter in the avocado toast nobody's going to be hiring you to write their avocado songs avocado really. toast man <laughs> I don't even like avocados. Oh, they're so good. So I want to apologize for my late drunken mix-up. Oh my you. god, it was hilarious. It I was thought. perfect in how strange it was <laughs> out doing a hall crawl, but trying to figure out uh, when we were gonna set up recording. So I texted Linz, and at the time, my friends are also texting me where I'm at, and I'm asking them where they're at and everything else. So I get something of, what exactly was you saying that you were, I, oh, you said six I said, I think we decided on, on in the evening around six-ish. Yeah, and I drunkenly read it of leaving or being done at six-ish, and... And this was 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, so... Just so everybody knows, <laughs> so I don't know where, where fucking six came from. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I also, I don't know. I thought, you thought that I was, was somebody completely different. Yes, because one of my best friends that I was part of their wedding and everything, Mike, had married another good friend, Lindsay. So I see, well, I actually, and it even says Linz too, so I don't I know. I was going to ask phone. you, do you really have my name in your phone as Lindsay? No, but <laughs> I wasn't really paying, obviously I wasn't paying attention. So he texts me, are you and Mike done? If anybody knows my personal history, you'll know that my ex my big ex his last his name is mike so when tony texted me are you and mike done i was like what the fuck is he asking me and i i wasn't even more confused and then i was like oh shit i'm talking about because my other friends who were messaging me i thought they were saying they were done at six and not coming out anymore my response was what I yeah. I was very confused by I his stupidity I, at the time, but yeah, it, it was it was less stupidity and more just misunderstanding. Misunderstanding, but <laughs> there's a lot of misunderstandings with a lot more people because I texted way more than I thought I should at oh, four in the morning. Oh, buddy, sure they didn't want yeah. those texts. Yeah, I'm feeling fine though. Yeah, you did the big boy move and you drank water at the end of the night. Lots of it, so yeah. I just need to remember to drink a lot more than what I think I yes. need. Yes. Yes. Water, a lot more water than you think you need. (laughs) But uh, before getting into some comic reviews, I kind of want to get your take on a certain movie that I I feel like... I've been reading a lot of Venom this past week and getting caught up on it. Uh, There's Venom First Toast, which is actually pretty kind of... I thought it was going to be dumb. Pretty sweet. And then the Venom book is all sorts of bonkers, but has a lot of cool 
things that reverberate within the rest of the Marvel realm with this god kind of symbiote and everything. And even though it's kind of changing the Clintar and everything, it's it's a solid book. So I was going to do all this to then talk about the differences of this movie. And I didn't get to go see it yet. I did. For free. What? You didn't preview, invite me? I got preview tickets. To Why didn't you invite it? me? Uh, because I was all booked. I had as many people as I could take. And I wasn't one of your first ones. <laughs> I see how it is, Linz. I see how it is. Um, <laughs> It was very last minute as well. Uh, so saying it for free helped, right? Because I didn't throw out any money on this movie. Okay, yes. You know. I don't really want to put down. I've heard things as bad as it's it's as bad as Catwoman. I don't think it's that bad. No, and I I would I would go so far as to say it's not even as bad as Spider Man Three. Well, I think to, well, I think that Venom, the way that the, when the Venom sim everything that it looked about when it was was great. I hated their Eddie Brock. Yeah, I didn't feel Topher, Topher Grace, Grace felt yeah. more. He needed to be more he was beefier. Such a fucking whiny bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if you would have took that with Tom Hardy, yeah, it could have been a real, really good mashup there. In this, I like Tom Hardy, but yet I don't feel that he is also Eddie Brock. And with that being said, like, okay, they're doing their own universe, their own yeah. origin of how the he's Eddie Brock, the reporter. It's funny. He's kind of like a like a vice reporter in this. You know where. It's it's like he's like that in your face, like going to the war zone sort of reporter okay. that Vice likes to have on their channel. So he's kinda kinda like that. He and he ends up getting fired because he won't let shit go with the like guy from the Life Foundation. Cause that guy's a huge dick. <laughs> <laughs> um but it so I would have to say my favorite part of the movie was Venom, and not even like Venom looking at Venom. It was the Venom voice talking to Eddie. He was funny. Like, he was legit funny. He was like, you know how in Disney movies you always have that one side character that's like the comedic relief in all Disney movies, and yep. that's like your favorite character in those movies? That's what Venom was in this movie. <laughs> He was so funny. He was just so funny in this movie. And that's, for me, that's what saved it. Because other than that, it was just, it was just, it was just, it was just what it was. It wasn't. Do you feel that it could have helped if it was rated R? Or if it was more of a horror type movie? Maybe. I mean, if it was more of a horror movie, then I think you would have lost the Venom aspect that made this movie watchable. Because you would have had to cut out the humor. And I don't know if they were just trying to go. That's the thing. I don't feel like there there is some humor in yeah. Venom books, but th- what you were describing seems like way comical. It is it's, really like yeah. dad joke type shit. There, and... there. It. I mean, yeah. It's and they they pull lines straight out of the comic book for some of his lines out of some of the past comic books, which is great. But yeah, it was. It's. The, the best thing they did, I think, was show the evolution of... Because in the comic books, at some point in time, Eddie and and Venom are, like, they're one in the same. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. mean, they're always one in the same because it's a symbiotic relationship. But eventually, a Eddie... Symbiote. A, a symbiotic relationship. Um, you know, Eddie stops fighting it, and eventually it's just like that's part of him, right? Mm-hmm. And then they they go through that process in the span of a 2-hour movie, which is interesting very fast. Um but so so that was nice to they came to the end and it was like, all right, well, you know, they're just that's who they are now. They're the same they're the same person. They're one in the same. Does he eat a person in it? He does. Like gruesome no. death or it's just off-screen? It's off-screen. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's still cool can get away with, but I I just, I, it's a messy, everyone's, like, critics are just panning it left and right. Yeah. Where there are people that are fans that want to still enjoy it, but here's right. the thing that I, I, they made way over, they were expecting to do 60 million, they made, it's looking like about 80 million, so that's a hell of a lot better than they even projected. Right. 
But knowing that there's a messy script, even like a week before uh, Tom was talking about they cut all the scenes that I liked, and then he had to backtrack and be like, because he was already seeming to distance himself from the movie. Right. I think more people were interested in finally wanting to see this movie. Mm-hmm. That's why it's made this much. Next week, it's going to drop off so quickly. Here's the thing. It's not a movie you go to watch for the storyline. Which, so, there's sometimes there's just movies like that, right? Where you just go and you fucking just watch the movie and you laugh at the stupid ass jokes and you're like, oh, well, it could have been shittier. Like, it, <laughs> it's that sort of movie. There is there is one point, at one point in the movie, Michelle Williams gets the Venom symbiote. And so she's like Lady Venom and it was fucking crazy. <laughs> Does it show the symbol on its chest? No. Okay, so he's just no. black. Yeah, which makes sense. Why would he yeah. have the Spider-Man symbol on his chest, right? He never interacted with Spider-Man. Like, this came straight from space, right to the Life Foundation, basically. And it, it's another thing, too, because I don't know all of how the... Was it the... Damn, what's the world that just got destroyed in Marvel Comics? The Bendis did a lot of... The, you know, they just collided with the 616 universe. Um, where I have no clue what you're talking Samuel about. Jackson, Nick Fury's from mm, the Ultimate. Yes, universe? yes. Why could oh. I not think of that word? <laughs> the Ultimate Universe. Uh, God, that was a whole minute of trying to come up with that word. <laughs> the Ultimate Universe. How much this goes into that? Because I didn't read a lot of Ultimate Universe, right. but I do know that that was more of a government had the kind of symbiote yeah. beast and everything. Yeah. Which is okay, and this, this different. This would be like if um, the guy from Tesla, what's his name? Elon Musk. Yeah, it would be more like if an evil version, and okay. Elon Musk might might be evil. I don't know him personally, but it would be more like if an evil version of Elon Musk got a hold of the the symbiotes okay. and was trying to use them. Because uh, this dude's crazy in this movie. He's a, he's a shit. He's, like, not a great bad guy, but he's also, like, I fucking hate him. He's a terrible person. So he is kind of a good bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michelle Williams, I <clears throat> kind of wish was not in this movie. I didn't think. I don't know what the fuck that was going on with her hair in that movie, and I hate for that to be the thing <laughs> that I criticize a female <laughs> actress about, but they made a poor choice in her hair. Um, <laughs> it was just, it was an interesting interesting choice um but she i mean she's a good actress i didn't i just didn't and her character wasn't interesting to me at all i'm uh i mean they're pro- depending on next weekend and how it looks to be sustaining within the movie scope we'll kind of pass or fail of what they're going to probably be yeah. planning on doing with these other uh titles in this universe right i mean i don't ever want stuff to truly fail but i want it to be done good yeah in which case we know it has to fail otherwise you keep rewarding right success they, they did set things. it up to introduce you know the one that everybody wants the big big one that everybody wants they set it up for him and so. i just don't understand how i mean that person yes venom has fought him yeah but also lack of spider-man yeah seems lacking spider-man right i don't feel and it's weird too because like i said there's always that uh no it's not even symbiosis it's uh god i'm gonna be lost on words all weekend uh synergy the synergy of the comics and the movies so like as i was stating they have multiple venom books out now right because they they also had like a prequel book to the movie too Mm -hmm. which marvel's been doing that a lot more of I understand that. I get that. They want to, you know, milk as much money as they can get. I just, I still don't. The best thing about this movie is they had, so they had two post-credit scenes, one introducing the character everybody was waiting for. Um, And then the the second post-credit scene was actually a scene from uh, the, was it Into the Spider-Verse, the animated movie that's coming out at Christmas. Holy fuck, does that look good. I'm so fucking excited for that movie. The animation in it is awesome, and it just looks like it's going to be a fucking great story. I cannot wait to see that one. So, I guess if anything, you sit through the whole Venom movie so that you can see that five-minute scene (laughs) from (laughs) Into the Spider-Verse. 
Well, speaking of spider verses, let's get into another Spider Geddon book. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into this one because you know more about this than I do. A bit. A bit. I didn't read some of his exploits within the Hydra Secret Empire because I thought that whole storyline was stupid. But uh, Superior Octopus is following in the footsteps of Superior Spider-Man. It is Doc Ock's mind, which was originally in Peter Parker's, Peter Parker's body. But now after another Jackal clone saga, got his own clone that's different. Yeah. But Octavius Mind, so that obviously, cause you can't have another Peter clone walking no. around again. No. And after fixing Ben Riley too and everything, I started I started thinking that when I was reading this, though, I was like, man, they've really cloned him a couple times, and how many spider people do we need in this world? There's Gwen Stacy, there's Miles Morales, there's Silk, which I don't, she's never around really anymore either. Uh, Superior, like. There's a lot of spider people, and when you start thinking about the handful of, like, you group people together, the 616 universe has a concentration of a lot of these people. Going to so much as the inheritors, like, killing spiders, mm -hmm. so this is going to be a perfect testing ground. Now, this doesn't, it ties into it a bit, but this is its own comic book in and of itself. I... I truly enjoyed seeing Doc Ock's superiority. Like, straight up, there's nothing else to say. He's a cocky asshole. Most yeah. of the times, I hate people like that. For him, it's... It works? It works, because he gets flustered because he also is in love with someone. Right. Anna Marie is back uh, with him, and it, I was also She's thinking, so too... She's so adorable and little. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's just so... Tiny. <laughs> I, I love that. Also, the weird thing that he even talked about uh, who's over in this area, like the Young Avengers, West Coast Avengers, everything. Oh, and when you think of all the shitty heroes well, they yeah. have on that side. Well, yeah, yeah. Because you're either in New York. <laughs> yeah. Or you're in San Francisco, usually. Right. Yeah. Never really even LA. It's always, let's just use San right. Francisco. I don't know why. It's just people want to draw the, the Golden Gate Bridge in the Probably. background. It's, yeah, it's good scenery. What does L.A. have? They probably can't use the Hollywood sign without paying fucking royalties for it. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. And yeah. So, I just, I found that kind of interesting, though. I was like, all right, here's another hero going to yeah. San Francisco again. Um, but, yeah, I, I could pretty much uh, wrap this up in a bow and saying I love when emotions come involved because he thinks logically. It's just, it's great. Yeah. That's good. I, I liked that part about him because he is a dick. Like I don't like him a lot. You know, he's mm -hmm. huge. But he's he's he calls himself superior octopus because he thinks he's superior. Like he would be Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Given the right circumstances, Otto Octavius would become Hitler. Like I mean, that's just, just truthful. <laughs> uh, I do like. I mean. I think it's funny because he think he's so he's cocky enough and confident enough in his abilities and his mind to like go up against Hydra and be like, right, "You guys are fucking losers. <laughs> Beat your asses from day set up till sundown and not break a sweat." Basically, what he's telling them, like even the even the guy that turns you to fucking stone when he looks at you, he's still like Gorgon. Oh, no sweat. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was kind of like confused too. I was like, "Holy shit, he's dead!" Like, yeah, was this meant to like show oh, that he's not in this? Like, I was, I was actually really confused on right. that page, and then I'm like, "Oh, that makes more sense." That... Yes, because they it this whole this whole thing, and I don't know if they're going to go further with this comic or not. But basically, this whole thing was to set up to that very end where it was like he is. He has the cloning technology of the inheritors, you know. Yeah, that's what this whole fucking book was about. The hundred percent, you could have just done that page and been like, "Here you go, <laughs> this is what happens," and that. It's, and then show the little epilogue of yeah, like, the inheritors. Right. Yeah. Do, doing doing what they do, uh, starting starting Spider Gun basically. Yes. Um, Which 
I that was the biggest thing that I don't think I talked about last week when I was reviewing uh, the Edge of Spider Geddon. Oh, when he named Spider Geddon. When he named it that. I'm like, shut up. Spider Geddon? I'm not ever going to call it that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get that copyrighted. Use it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, uh,. It, it seems like it's naturally coming together. It doesn't feel as, like, forced as some events can sometimes right. be. So, I'm on board. I like I like it that they're doing this the way they did the last one. Because by doing these edge of books, which is basically the event starting. But not really, because the event starts with Spider-Gen number one. That's when the action starts. But basically, they're doing... They're giving you the background for the important players that you're going to need to know about. Which is interesting, because in the last one, they gave you some characters that you didn't even need to fucking know about. Well, I think some of them were just some cool stories. stories, Like, what if, because, I mean, that's what they all were. What if someone else was Spider-Man? So Tony and I had to to put our brains together and try and figure out whether uh, Superior Octopus... Superior Octopus uh, and um, Superior Spider-Man were the same person, and I think we've determined that they are, and that well, we, they should be. Superior Octopus I'm... occurred before, but it couldn't have Edge of because when he's recruiting people, well, I guess no, because yeah, because then the event would have already happened, right? When he recruited that person, so what... I thought he was in. Also looking at the monitors at the end of it. What I think is the... Because there's there's two stories in this book. There's the main story and then there's like the... Wrapping everything into a little bow story at Mm -hmm. the end. I think his story happened before. And then that story at the end of it is current. Okay. Oh yeah, that could make... But they did say the signal. They just got the signal of... Something coming on. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there might be some... But he, but was he trying to... I mean, the signal... They got the signal of the... I don't want to give too much away <laughs> to our readers or our listeners. La, 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 earmuffs if you don't want to hear this. Well, no, um, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just leave it at that because... Okay. I, we'll have to talk more about it maybe when Spider-Gun comes out. Um I believe in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have been liking that it's been, almost, well, it has been weekly for each one of these, so mm-hmm. I don't have to wait forever for these uh, right. books to resolve themselves. Yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. It's good. His costume is ridiculous, but <laughs> looking at this cover right now, and I'm like, I don't like it. I, I love it. It's <laughs> just so, octopus the, symbol. The so fight in the beginning, looking. too, is even just awesome. Oh, I know, with all those B-level... Yeah. Uh, not only does San Francisco apparently have B-level heroes, which is crazy because Daredevil was there, but he even mentions Daredevil as being a shitty hero. Um, he thinks everyone sucks. Uh, but they have the worst villains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this fucking Halloween crew. What do they call them? The Night Shift? Yeah. I just love, too, he was almost like, almost, they were, they stopped, but like, or no, he was, they were villains, like where... And this will do this to you, and yeah. this will stop you this yeah. way, and this way. And I was like, God, he is cocky. I'm just going to monologue through this whole yeah. fight. I'm not even going to fight. I'm just going to monologue, because you all either get bored and walk away, or you'll know that I'll kick your ass. I, it's just, only only people with confidence in their skills can monologue their way out of a fucking fight. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited. <clears throat> For the actual thing to start. I think it's gonna if this is the lead up to it, I think it's gonna be a really good event. Alright, I uh got a couple I'm gonna just quick go through because there's also a lot of news. Uh the Infinity Wars Sleepwalker came out and this seems to be it's going to be one of the more core of the books for some reason. And I don't know why because Sleepwalker is also such a kind of B list uh character. Yeah. Back in the day, he's again uh, a person that would switch kind of not switch bodies, but there was a human analog for him that when that person would sleep, he was able to come out mm. and he would you know fight crimes in the dreamscape. Which I was gonna do my reviews all revolving around dreaming and everything because I'm also gonna talk about uh, Batman and the Max, but 
it, this and of itself got a little bit into his backstory, but the Infinity Wars thing is still going on. And the world has warped together. So you get to see some other warped people in this, which I just, I find hilarious. Uh, the one that was the biggest was the in infinitely small, let me quick find the page. I know that there's the thing, uh, Swamp Thing, Fing, Fang, Foom, which... <laughs> <laughs> or man thing thing thum and which is a giant man thing because i forgot yeah they're man thing and not swap yeah. thing there who oversees the nexus of realities uh i like that there this one was pretty badass richard rider with uh dark hawk mm, mm-hmm. um but then the the one that went in a little bit more more was the little monster Scott Banner, so you know Bruce Banner, right? And then uh, oh uh, Scott, Scott um, uh, Lang. Lang, so he got transmitted with the pin particles plus radiation. Oh my god! So when he gets angry, he turns into a little. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Fighting. I want to see that because I can just picture like a really high pitched voice like you won't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> he comes and kicks you in the thigh. <laughs> And so, yeah, so within the Infinity Wars, Sleepwalker's going to be, I guess, I mean, a uh, person. Uh, I, really, this was, it felt like it was setting up just more of the world, which I was enjoying. I've enjoying all of these. Yeah. Because, like I said, all these warps are, and I will always say this, kind of like what-ifs. There was also two other what-ifs that came out, which were okay, but I'm feeling that this Infinity Wars has been top-notch for mm-hmm. what would happen when you'd combine these two people that... And it's just showing the drawing or even just mentioning them. That's all I really care about. Yeah. yeah. I don't really need to have a whole story to <gasps> have all the thinking. They're great. They're great back of the mind things for commissions in the future. You know? <laughs> well, like the Iron Hammer one, uh, it was interesting in certain aspects for it. I, but I wasn't, I wasn't too thrilled with the, with the mashup of it. But at the same point, the story kind of brought it up to where I was like, huh. I can see that. That makes sense. And I kind of like how they mashed a couple other people together in, yeah. in that realm there. So, yeah. So, this was interesting. A bigger one that I'd like to talk about, but I can't ever because I get so fucking confused, is Batman and the Max Arkham mm. Dreams. Okay. Now, I will say this, and this is like people may you know mainly disagree. I do not like... The way that uh, people will sometimes draw Batman with these huge fucking pointy ears. Yeah, I don't like the big ears. And, and Sam Keith, I mean, it's his, he does it uh, throughout this whole book. I know there's some other artists that kind of do that as well, mm-hmm. depending on who's the artist. However, it grew on me very quickly. It fits for that style of art. Well, yeah, it fits perfectly for who, like, but then again, like, within the first page... Because the way the Max has always been drawn as if it's like a skin, to like it's his skin and not a suit and everything, you mm-hmm. see all the veins and wrinkles and bumps. So that when you do that to Batman, it, it seems so weird. But then it's weird in a way of it makes sense and I'm okay with that. Right. And throughout the whole thing, the art is stunning. You'll just kind of look at, oh, there's a weird crease or a weird whatever. And it just, it's amazing in, in the art. Yeah, it, the art is fucking wild. But the story, story is even more wild because you have the Max who, in the real world, is kind of a superhero, but he's really not. He's a homeless man that dressed up as a superhero. To, but he can go into the outback, which is not the outback like Australia, which is a joke that they use always in the the Max comic books, which is also put to good use here right. as well. Batman also questioning that. And it is the mindscape of the primitive parts in your brain that almost like dreaming can be connected to different people. Mm -hmm. And there's some shit going on here in Arkham that they're trying to use the Max for. But that Batman gets sucked into it and they're in an outback and then there is a Jungle Queen. And all the normalness that would be found in a Max comic book... Mm -hmm. To get people reiterated who may have never read the Max, you have Batman then asking the simple questions. What is this? Right. He doesn't know. 
So you have the Max being able to explain that gives new new readers the uh, knowledge that they need for this place. While also not answering shit, jack shit about anything. <laughs> and he's like, you know, is there anything to eat? There's a crabbit. What's a crabbit? A cross between a, a rabbit and a crab. <laughs> and there's a whale air, air or uh, air whale. Well, what's that? You know, the way that the Max just describes everything and then his... Like, you're just supposed to know what it is already. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, duh. And I love, because he, he just, is he always says, like, you know, I'm going to do this, because for I am the Max. And then there's one page in particular where, you know, I, don't, I have no idea what any of that means. He goes, well, it's possible we can find your queen. He's like, all right, for I am. And then Batman's like, yeah, yeah, you're the Max. We know already. Which is funny, because Batman's been know to, known to say shit like, I am Batman. Yeah. <laughs> What is interesting is this uh, Jungle Queen also is not um, Julie, uh, human version of it, uh, who is in Max's world. So this is someone else, and that's where Batman's starting to think, is this his outback? But then he's realizing it's not his outback, so whose outback is it, mm. and why is it dying? And I'm wondering, too, are we going to we see at one point in here the penguin getting hooked up? To the same machine to go well, I was into. like to a lady. No, they're, they're are they wingmanning the penguin? I I think we're gonna go into a penguin uh, mindscape. Oh, that would be fucked up. Yeah, it's like surreal. It's so weird because even the original Max had a lot to do with um, sexual mm. uh, violence, rape, and everything, which was part of what the escape world. And it's so hard and. It's Extremely, yeah, it's hard to explain. That's right. Just simply, you gotta read it. Read well, even it. then, read it five times and then also go on the internet to have it explained to you by someone <laughs> who knows better. Somebody who's smarter. <laughs> but yeah, it was. I mean, it was really good. I the the one thing that I will say that I it, it takes me out of it a little bit, but I like it too because then it's part of this style. Is the the symbol on the chest? Oh, the is very interesting. Yeah. the the weird bat symbol. Yeah. Yeah. But that's this it's, Batman. Yeah. It just works for the art style. It would be, it would, I think it would take you more out of it if it was not drawn that way. Eh, true. You know? Yeah. It, cause it fits in so perfectly. It flows exactly yeah. with that. And I love that they just call him the gray man. <laughs> that's that's great. Name. That's great. <laughs> uh, definitely, uh, worth picking up. Cool. Um, I think that was it, and if that's not, then eh. sucks for that other book that I didn't read. <laughs> I got nothing else this week either. Alright, then let's get into some news. News! So it was New York Comic Con this week. Comic Cons are always heavy news weekends for comic book podcasts, <laughs> such as ours. The only thing I want to talk about... <laughs> <laughs> Is Dark Phoenix. And really? Because I, gonna... I feel like there's. I could just name a couple other things. You'd be like, oh shit, I want to talk yeah, about no, there that are, too. Yeah, there are a lot of other things. But I want I just want to get this out of the way out of the gate. So a couple weeks back, the Phoenix trailer, the Dark Phoenix trailer came out, and I gave it shit because, to me, it totally looked like the same way they did the last Phoenix movie, where Gene is super powerful, so Professor Xavier's like, I can't have this shit. I'm going to wall off her brain so the most powerful part of her is hidden and then it goes crazy later mm -hmm. that is not what happens in this movie i am happy to say there's actually a cosmic force involved in this version See, of the i Dark never Phoenix. i never felt that that was what it was leading it, up to it totally looked exactly me. within the comics they have always explained xavier had shut off part of her but that's because just her telekinesis was so powerful right. that he didn't want it going wild then i wasn't necessarily taking i mean if i didn't see the trailer originally that showed them going to space yes i would have thought that that was the way they're going but i still felt that there was going to be an entity yeah so i'm very excited about that i don't think the movie's good that doesn't make me more excited that the movie's going to be good i'm just excited that they're not doing the thing i thought they were doing to be quite honest it's just it's i'm just it's nice that they're going back to the way it's supposed to be a little bit and that's all I have to say about it. That's literally all I have to say. <laughs> all right. Uh, one of the things that 
we we did our damnedest to try to find but couldn't is the Hellboy trailer that was released there. Yeah, the sizzle that, reel. That, that they're like, ain't getting released online until someone uploads like, it. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't find that yet being uploaded. No, but. and they were probably very, like, they were. I'm sure they were on top of people with their phones out during that. Um, oh, my God. The fucking poster that came out of Hellboy, though, with David Harbour. Holy shit. It Ugh. looks just perfect. It's, and and cause here's the thing. I never felt someone could be more perfect than Ron Perlman. Right. But I guess with prosthetics and everything, too. But even Ron Perlman, I just thought Ron Perlman was awesome in that role. I do want to see some acting, some footage uh, first before I'm sold. But I think I'm going to be sold regardless. Because yeah. he is a great actor. Uh, but it just looks... It looks so good. It just... Uh, I can't... It's... Yeah. I think it's going to be great. Everyone, the the reaction to the sizzle reel that was shown, the people that were there seemed very excited about incoming, and they even they even show Hellboy with his flaming crown and sword in the sizzle reel that these people saw. So they got to see that shit. <laughs> Fucking assholes. <laughs> um, I'm sure it'll get released at some point in time in the future or we'll see a, a trailer come out soon because when is this movie supposed to come out is it it's next year sometime do you know if it's earlier or later next year I feel like I thought something feb- earlier I hope it's not later I, would... I know I know but you know the the Phoenix movie isn't coming out until like June so yeah well I, also, I heard uh, I mean the other delay with the new mutants they might be trying to go with an R rating now. Ah. Which, that was never one that I was like, okay, felt like it needed to be. But I think if they're trying to make it a horror movie... Right. If that's the vein you're going with, which also seems to have... With the comics that was recently them doing paranormal investigation stuff, I felt that, yes, it should be more gory. Like, it doesn't need to be needless gore, but... Yeah. I feel like it could add to it a bit. I mean, it can't hurt because it's already in filmmaking limbo. It is. And it's like Connor and I were actually talking about that today because he said, there's two X-Men movies coming out next year. And I was like, is there? Is there two (laughs) movies coming out next year? Are we sure? I was like, because maybe that movie just never comes out. And he's like, oh, they wouldn't make a whole movie and then never release it. I'm like, wouldn't they? (laughs) I bet you it happens all the time. And we just don't know about it. <laughs> I feel that they they would. Um, April is when Hellboy comes out, by the way. So oh, okay. Early-ish, 2019. Uh, the other fucking movie that I'm very excited about that we watched the first 20 minutes of the movie, I mean trailer, of was Aquaman, which comes out, I think, the end of this year. Uh, no, either end of November or beginning of December. Uh, oh my god. I hate to get excited about a DC movie, but holy fucking shit, does that movie look good. I can't, like... I thought I was excited for Wonder Woman, but this movie looks amazing. Like, looks amazing. Just the visual... Visuals of the movie look fucking awesome. I... It, well... I'm so happy with Jason Momoa being Aquaman. I can't even explain it. <laughs> yeah, even I am kind of like... I. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, he's, he, he nails it. Puts on the fucking orange and green Aquaman suit. <laughs> yeah. And it's still like, oh my God, that looks amazing. That is the worst costume on the planet. And he still looks super hot in it. So <laughs> I am uh, excited. Plus, Jason Momoa is hilarious. I think he's a really funny person. And they're definitely going the kind of the funnier Aquaman. As we saw in Justice League, he was even kind of. A funnier mm-hmm. dude, less serious, more, more oafish, hysterically oafish, you know, that sort of. Yeah. 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 So that'll be, I think that'll be good. I, I, I just hope I, this is again, one of those things of, I have so much pessimism against Warner Brothers, but this really sold it to me. It's, I mean, the Black Manta just looked they did a good job. Incredible. That could have went so wrong. <laughs> yes. It could have went just so bad. <laughs> and it didn't. It didn't go bad at all. I think it looks really good. Uh, the trailer is long as fuck. It's like five minutes long, I think. 
I think we got to the end of it and you were like, did we just watch the whole movie? Yeah. Cause that was, yeah. Kind of feels like it. There's a lot of uh, dialogue in the movie, in the trailer. But yeah, I, again, I hate to get excited about a DC Warner Brothers movie, but God damn it. <laughs> I can't help it. Um, the last thing that made me very excited to come out of this, and I don't even know if it came out of this or right before it, but the Krypton show, which I have not watched. Have you watched it at all? I have not, but I wa- I've heard that it's at least decent yeah. enough to watch. Who who would have thought you'd want to watch a Superman prequel? Basically, well, that's that's the thing though. Yeah, I I know what happens. Right, <laughs> right. It's like watching the Titanic and being surprised when the ship sinks <laughs> yeah. at the end. Spoilers. <laughs> um, so they're introducing Lobo into this show. God damn it! I fucking love Lobo. I yeah. know you do. So. It's- <laughs> So when they announced it, I was like, oh, God, I hope they go with classic Lobo. Not classic, classic Lobo. Not origin Lobo, because he looked ridiculous. But, like, the classic Lobo that everybody knows, not that pretty boy Lobo that they did for a hot minute in New 52. I was really scared that that was the version they were going to go with, because this is, like, a. I don't think it's on the CW, but it's one of those types of shows. They released the image of Lobo this week. Oh, my God, I'm so, I'm so happy with it. It looks so good. He looks like Rob Zombie in Lobo makeup. It's amazing. He's got a skull cod piece, which I couldn't oh, be that... <laughs> I couldn't be happier about. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna have to fucking watch Krypton now, basically, is that I'm gonna definitely just to see at least these episodes, yeah. but I always feel like I need to get the whole story. I know, so I know, to start right? At the beginning, exactly. That's what I'm gonna have to goes. do too. But got it, got it. It just even even's got the little diamonds and it just it to me it looks perfect. I don't for a show especially because in a movie you would maybe expect a little bit more, but for a television show I think this looks on point. I hope it translates to the screen better because you know in a promo shot you can make anything look good. I look really good on my Instagram. If you see me in person, it's not the same. <laughs> so who knows? But oh my god, super excited about that one. Um, what, I'm trying to think of, like, the way to phrase it, but, like, if they made a love child or something, or do you imagine Gene and Lobo, oh like, my you God. ever think of that? No, I've never thought of that. Those are two favorites. It's so weird, though. Well, I know. <laughs> so now so I'm giving weird. you a mental image of... It would be of... so weird. It would be so weird. If, more than anything, the Lobo would get it on with the actual Phoenix Force, and not Gene Grey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and make weird, cosmic... Uh, Wolverine type uh, babies. You know, Wolverine probably is the child of the Phoenix Force and Lobo. Yes! Yes! The, new, the one at the end of yeah. the world? Yeah. <laughs> there oh, we yeah, go. Solved it. it. <laughs> um, so, I find uh, something that's going to be quite amazing and I love Black Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? It terrifies the shit out of me. So what's, uh, it sounds like they're going to be doing this season, season number five that's supposed to come out uh, around December-ish time, is a choose-your-own-adventure one. Oh, I've heard something about this. Yeah. And I guess, like, Netflix has already kind of done this with, I think, some Shrek things and some more kid shows where you can choose one path or another. Okay. But the the executives are saying, no, this is going to be even more in-depth. Oh, no. Which means there's going to be a lot of different ways that you can choose, which means they filmed a lot just to make this happen. Right. Which means you're going to probably want to go down different paths (sighs) at different times, so you're going to rewatch it a bunch of times. Also, I don't want to really be interacting with this. I know! That's what I'm saying. All of these shows are about how technology will fuck your life up, and now they're adding more technology to this show that you have to use. Plus... Also, by choosing your own adventure, you're going to get way more invested in the show. And I don't want to be way more invested in the storylines of this show. I have a hard enough time recovering after watching it as it is. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, uh, we're going to watch it. But (laughs) I don't want to. (laughs) You make someone else make the choices. You hold the remote. Yes, Josh, you're making all of the choices when we watch this. Uh, what else you got? Um, I've heard a thing or two about uh, Tom King and his thoughts on the ending of 
Well, he actually, Tom King had a lot of stuff going on this weekend, but because he's doing every book ever right now. But it comes out, I think. Well, I think it came out not from New York Comic Con, but I think Baltimore Comic Con was last week. One of the recent Comic Cons, because he always tweets out his pics. You know that he is a talented artist, mm-hmm. aka not really. He draws shitty stick mm. figures and says, "I'm sorry." Oh, whenever he's, he's people writer. ask him yeah. to draw them, so one uh, fan had asked if he would draw the cover for the last issue and him being up for the challenge drew stick figures of one that had like kind of pointy ears so you know batman and another person sitting in the bat burger which is a burger shop that's been shown throughout the batman books with the bat signal going up in the sky and a little kite flying first famous kite man that he's brought mm, into the mythos yeah um so Assuming that he knows, I mean, he knows how it's going to end, who's he sitting with having a burger? And it just looked like a stick figure person, so you can't tell if it's a guy or girl. Was he sitting with Kite Man? Like, did they resolve their friendship? Is he not? Because Kite Man's one of my favorite, just... Weird-ass C-D-E-level villains. Yes, very E-level. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what makes it so good. Uh... Yes. He also has said that uh, when I reviewed the Infinite Crisis, or no, Heroes in Crisis, sorry, yep. one of the crises, that the deaths are permanent. Mm. And I'm like, okay, some of these are B-list, but uh, I think if it was Wally West that was there, one of the Flash, like, killing off some people that come up in other books and saying that their deaths are permanent. Tom King is just running the DC Universe yeah, right pretty now. Pretty much so. He's the new Scott Snyder. Um, you know that he also had, uh, had to get a bodyguard for after he fucked up Batman. Oh, I bet you fanboys were pissed. Yes. So, (laughs) he has a bodyguard still, but, uh, the bodyguard has, uh, something else, uh, going on. He has behind his booth, uh, the original, uh, the Dark Knight actual cover for Dark Knight Returns number one. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that he has his bodyguard just guarding. I don't think he truly... I think fans have gotten over being pissed off at him. Some, not me, but... Uh, not that ever. Tony really Tony. holds a grudge. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I think it's cool that that's what you put your bodyguard to, to... Just guard a comic book? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's you know, it's a couple, you know, as he states, a couple million. I don't think comic book art is that much. Yeah. But you know what is worth a lot... Banksy shit. Oh my god! I wondered if and we this were going to talk about that. This, well, this is the only way I could kind of uh, okay put it in, <laughs> segue it in. This is this really fucking interesting it's, story. Well, Banksy is an interesting character. Yeah, I remember even one time that someone claimed that they found Banksy from geo signaling their phones and everything, but at the same point, like once you started thinking of wait, you you're an internet person and you really can't do that yeah that well i mean i know the government can a bit but right. you don't know when some of these things were paint spray painted and everything and he's makes messages and i it is art but also it's spray paint mm-hmm. with stencils usually so i don't i don't know like yeah. i do think i love it and he had an original piece that was up for auction yep. that went for a it's, little over a million yep and once it, the auction ended. The frame was a shredder, and yeah. it started shredding the picture. Yeah, it's awesome. A, that's gonna make that painting way more expensive. Wait, oh, it, people it went, are like, oh, you ruined it. No, they didn't ruin it. Somebody's gonna want to own that, and somebody's gonna pay a whole hell of a lot more money for it. Yep. Uh, I think it was Banksy that bid on that. I doubt. No, why would he? he no. It sold for the exact amount of his highest ever auction on any of his things have ever sold. It sold for that exact amount. I don't. Think I think though, that's a little suspect. True. I, well, I, I, feel I do like, think. Well, I feel the auction house definitely would knew it was going to happen because they didn't seem to be panicking as much as the other people. So he had to have told them, right? This is going to happen when they, yeah. you know. Because you would think they would have maybe inspected the frame too or something, so they had to have been in it. But it just the the you see these millionaires' reactions. Oh, I know that picture of the people's faces when it starts shredding is great. There is a I was talking about this with someone the other day, and there Banksy posted a picture of him in the crowd of the thing 
uh, shredding. And I was like, well, couldn't the person just in front of him be like, hey, that was Banksy right behind me. That's that dude. Uh, but then again, the person I was talking to was like, that probably wasn't actually him. It was probably somebody taking a picture that he then used on his Instagram. I'm like, God damn it, Banksy. Just come out and say who you are already. <laughs> but it was genius. It's a genius move. He's going to make so much fucking money from that. For a guy who is uh, anti, like, I don't want to make money off my art and stuff like that, he sure is making a lot of money off his fucking art. <laughs> and he's a genius. If this is the I, I mean, that's... Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have cared or even knew that he was selling something at, at one of the auctions. Yeah, he posted a video of him making the frame. It's interesting to watch. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll have to yeah. look that up. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, Marvel had a lot of stuff about what they're planning on doing. Finally, we're going to get the War of the Realms, a Thor uh, book that they've... I felt like they've talked about since last year this time when they had the... Uh, New whatever, like, it was a collection of, like, kind of almost what they're going to be doing this year. Like, it had, like, a quick uh, one shot of the No Surrender, and it talked a little bit about the Wakanda Empire in space, which I'm still fucking lost on the Black Panther yeah. shit that's going on with that book. Um, and it talked about a lot of other things, the Celestials and everything. So they talked about this War of the Realms, but it hasn't happened yet, and I'm glad that it's finally going to, because I hate things that are talked about and then not come to fruition <laughs> how dare they um and yeah the uh first episode of the what we do in the shadows tv show was shown at new york comic-con so that means that's got to be coming out pretty soon so walking dead also which that also comes out tonight or is it tonight next? yes yeah it's the season recording. one premiere also the end of rick they're killing them all off right in the first episode apparently oh wow See, I don't think they're killing them off. No? I feel that they are going to... this is a big play-up? I think... So, no. I mean, he's done for the show, but I think they're they're going to leave him somehow still alive. Mm. Like, I don't... Like, maybe he just has a nervous breakdown because Coral's dead, and he goes on off, like, on a walkabout. Or he gets captured by some people. I feel like, because I want to say that since this has always been Rick's story when they decide to finally end it in, like, 20 years from now, that right. they have him come back and be like, hey, guys, found this castle. Pretty cool. <laughs> Lots of While I was on my walkabout, yeah. I uh, cured zombieism, and now I'm going to save everybody. Um, it, did did Andrew Lincoln ever say why he was leaving The Walking Dead? Was he just like, I can't uh, do it family. anymore? Oh, okay. It, it, it's, like, like it's going on a lot longer than, like, you know, oh, thought, right. like, and it just... You know, the mugginess and down... I mean, the all the actors I hear hate filming yeah. down there because oh, it's I hot as hell. But yeah, imagine. the biggest thing is, is he's been gone for eight years now, hasn't really seen his kids grow up half the year, and no. he wants to spend it's time with family. But that's star. where I say, I think, you know, he's leaving on a good note. Right. I don't think they're going to kill him, but then it's interesting. I haven't watched the show in like a season or two. Yeah, I'm behind on it too. I think but I almost halfway. Well, I, and I don't feel like I needed... I'm going to watch uh, this one because... I do want to see what's going to happen. That's a big divergent from the comic book. So right. I do want to know what's going to happen. So they sucked me back in for a yeah. little bit. Now it's going to be following Daryl and what he does. <laughs> Daryl and Michonne. Yep. Uh, uh, Wonder Twin powers are activating. They are coming back to the comic book world. DC has talked about their new imprint, Wonder Comics, that's coming out next year. It's going to be kind of more a teenage-oriented imprint. And what better way to start that than have... The Wonder Twins. Yes. Warm off. I just... I, A bucket of water. So quirky, so weird. And also, because I was like, wait, they are, they are DC, right? And I'm like, no, wait. They, no, they were originally Hanna-Barbera. They, and then they were but the Super Friends. But they brought into... Yeah, were yeah. brought into the DC world. Yeah. Did you ever... I think it was on Robot Chicken. They did uh, Wonder Twins... Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that one. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Um, oh, and speaking of Walking Dead, too, though, uh, you saw Scott Wilson pass yes, away. I was going to I was going to segue into that from your Walking Dead thing, but then you had to bring up the Wonder Twins, and I was like, well, now I can't talk about a dead person. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, Scott Wilson. Scott Wilson. Scott Wilson. 
passed away this weekend. 76, so he was he's pretty far up there. Fucking Herschel in The Walking Dead did an amazing job in that role. Yeah, he, one of the nicest people that yeah. I've met at Con. Um, he's, he's come to Motor City Comic Con and a couple other cons that I've gone to quite a bit. Always as nice talking to fans. Like, straight up, you could talk to him for hours and he would sit there and chat with you. Um, yeah. You know, there, there are a lot of nice uh, people in this world, but he was especially one that truly was uh, genuine. Yes. He was probably one of the deaths in The Walking Dead that I took the hardest. Because he was, his character was so nice as well. It wasn't, I mean, Scott Wilson was obviously a nice person, but. He he was also. Did you watch the OA on um, yes. Netflix? He was in that. Oh yeah, yep, yep. yep. So he is. Is I that mean, coming back? That was weird. I don't know if I don't know. I don't know if I could handle watching another season of that show. To be honest with you, it was really good, but it was fucking weird. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another death in comic books. Uh, the co-creator of Judge Dredd, Carlos Esquera, uh, really? also passed away this I past week. That one. Yeah. And uh, I love Judge Dredd. I'm wondering if uh, maybe in their next uh, one they have some sort of tribute to him. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I've been getting way into Judge Dredd lately, so. So good. I loved, I mean, the origins of his story from, I love zines. Like, they're my favorite things. Uh, comic zines, especially. I fucking love dirty-ass indie comics. Uh, so the fact that he came out of 2080 was just I just love that whole thing. He's such a fucking badass. So it, that's sad. All right, so that's it for me. That's, I think. That's oh, actually, I have a ton more, but they're all small things yeah. and they're visual. Uh, I did. Things. I, I did my fangirling. I'm good. <laughs> oh, I do have uh, actually. Uh, well, because it's a visual thing, though. That's why I didn't want to bring it up, but I should. What Rob Liefeld had said. So I saw some covers that he had for X-Men that he's doing. Oh, right, right, right. And he, he flat out got into what other people deny, but it is the truth that they are putting more money into the X-Men books now. And oh. he flat out goes, now that Marvel has the, the movie rights back, you're gonna, you're seeing this influx and all these new creators and stuff are coming to X-Books. And that is quite literally true. They are pumping them out a lot more than they did. Mm -hmm. Everyone else said, oh, it has nothing to do with that. Listen to the man himself. He's saying it has yeah. something to do with it. Yeah. Well, you know. And then all of a sudden, the Fantastic Four is back and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Well, that one should have been coming anyways, because Fantastic Four is fucking amazing. Well, X-Men are amazing, too. The X-Men never went away. That just shows you how much more amazing they are than the Fantastic Four. Well, something that's truly amazing in the X-Men, and it's our booze in a book this week. X-Men Black, Magneto, and it's just fucking amazing. And I'll tell you the reason why, I, uh, pick up the book, the reason why I'm pairing it with this, and it's funny that I didn't think of it to begin with. So this past weekend, that uh, when I was out hall hopping, was for our annual Plosky Day week here. And New Holland... Tony's a big Pollock. I yes. can say that because I'm also Polish. <laughs> <laughs> New Holland Brewery came out with uh, this special reserve uh, for the Polish halls called uh, Casimir uh, Reserve, and it was pretty good. I um, I was super drunk that I couldn't tell. There was some definite some notes uh, within it. It was a little bit uh, darker, but not a, a um, like a black beer or anything. It was a little more rose colored and right. everything. Really good. So I just wanted to pair this with a book. And I was like, who's a comic book writer that, like, is Polish? And I'm trying to do research on writers and everything. Or are there artists? And I'm like, man, why can't I think of anything Polish in comic books? I'm like, oh, shit. Magneto, though, fits perfectly. Yeah. Because he fled to Poland. He did. He was a, during the Holocaust. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I wanted to talk about this book anyways. Why did I not just think of that right away? I actually Polish thought beer. about Magneto right away when you were talking about it, but I was like, Magneto's not Polish. <laughs> well, originally, and actually the funny thing is, originally, in the bios and everything, he was originally mm. Polish, but then, but also saying he, but then now it's he's born in Germany and fled to Poland. Right. Um, and Which, it could be, too, that he... Can I just say that during that war, 
neither of those places are where you wanted to be. That's yeah. probably why he ended up in an internment camp. Yep. <laughs> you just went from one really bad place to the other really bad place during that war. <laughs> bad place is bad. Good place is great. I still love that show. It is a really good show. I'm all caught up. Yeah. It's good. So good. Okay, with that, um, stay thirsty for... I can't think of anything. I don't know if I have a stay thirsty this week, but I do have a learn from Tony's mistakes, which is don't text when you drink a lot. Everyone should know that by now, but apparently not. There's your PSA for the yeah. week. 